still a run, right? You're we'll getting another it. run. We'll take it. every we got, run we can get. We got no runs in Brewers Reds, which is good. Uh, bad news, though. Our Chicago White Sox, mm-hmm, who decided mm-hmm. to start Michael Kopech uh, the first game of the second half of the season, uh, he gives up a grand slam in the first inning. Who hit it, Peach? Chapman? Olsen? Olsen. Matt Olson? No. Not great. Why did we bet the White Sox? Not great. Well, you know the White Sox don't get out of bed until they're down uh, at least five runs. I've heard that. that. I've heard that, yeah. They're right now uh, plus a touchdown, actually. You could could actually catch a touchdown for the White Sox. Six and a half over a bet MGM if you want to join us, Nick. Uh, You know what? I think I might. Because I want to be part of the group. Don't do that. You don't want to be. Not this group. Not the south side of Chicago. Yeah, more more a fan of the north side and your Cubbies. There you go. I'm a Cubbies Although fan. Although I'm fading them tonight, too. Yeah, well, that's probably It's going to be idea. a bad night for Chicago. Well, we're going to have to watch them if you're fading them, then. You understand that, right? You know the rules. Yeah, Cubs lose when I watch them. In, so in we the have to watch page. them. Oh, yeah. specifically here. Yeah, yeah. Although, I don't know. With I feel like Trista's usually here. Maybe she's the bad luck charm? May, well, we'll maybe. See. Well, we're going to talk with Trista a little bit later. She's at the Summer League, for those wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's still going on? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Summer mm. league. Yeah. Oh, they've shut down all the rookies though. Yeah. Like all the rookies you want to see. And this is this is when the summer league gets to be like old school summer league, where yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, that's still going on. Yeah. Versus at the beginning where you have half a million people watching Victor Wembanyama's debut in an exhibition game. Unless you played some futures or you got like summer league MVP. Futures this is true. Or, yeah. Yeah. But here's what here's what I say to that. Tell me who wins. Yeah, at same, this point. Same. At this part, man, at this mm-hmm. point of the year, I'm all in on college football. I can't wait. 47 days away. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to get into fantasy football, man. Today we did our first fantasy football podcast, and uh, I'm really excited for the season. I play a little daily fantasy. Mm-hmm. I still, I'm only doing one league this year. I used to be in two leagues. I would do a family league, and I would do a friends league. I'm cutting the family out this year. Why is that? It's just like you just know, over it. Well, what happens is. Like, half of my family, they're really pissy when the team isn't good. They're mm-hmm. like, if they don't get the guys that they want. So then, like, oh. middle of the year, if they're not winning. They just give up? Yeah, they don't set their lineup. Oh, that's the worst. I can't be in a league with yeah. somebody that doesn't set yeah. their lineup. See, the it just thing, ruins the it. The good thing about my friend's line, like my friend's league is it's like $600 a guy. It's like the degenerate league. Uh, so yeah. you always think you have a shot. Or, you know, you just continue to at least play. You at least continue to set a lineup. Because you, you play for, like, little side things throughout the year. We'll make side bets. Keep it interesting. Keep it popping, as the kids say. Well, even if you got a bad team, if you have some little incentive week by week, it helps. And have some damn you know? pride. Like, that's the problem yeah. with this country, Peach. <laughs> have some have some damn PJ, pride. Have some pride. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. Kids today, <laughs> you know? Have you guys heard of uh, guillotine leagues? Yes. Yeah. Football? Yeah. Paul Charchin's a big fan of those. Yeah. Big, big I've fan. I kind of wanted to do one. Yeah. I've never done one before. No, I haven't either. Dynasty League, you guys do Dynasty? Never. Keeper Leagues, at least? You got two Done them before. Done yeah. them before. Not in not one of those anymore. Um, yeah. Do you prefer, like, a snake draft or an auction draft? Auction draft. Me well, too. Yeah. Oh, I like an auction draft. I kind of like auction, too, because hypothetically, you can get anybody you want. You can want, get anybody you, know? you want. You got a budget, but it makes more sense. It's like having a salary cap. Yeah. It's like having an actual budget. Obviously, it's like a few dollars versus the millions that are actually going into it. Yeah. But there's just there's an opportunity. You don't just sit and wait. Every single player that's up or nominated, there's an opportunity. Either you're in, or I'm just not going to do it. I don't care, and you yeah. wait. I think they're way better. Yeah. No, I agree, man. And it's like growing up, even I would always play like the Madden Ultimate Team leagues. You know what I mean, where you build your own team. Yeah. That's always my favorite thing. I, I almost like doing that more than I like playing the games. I like building the team. Just, yeah, you know I used to I mean? kind of do that too. And trying to make trades, yeah. trying to stay under the salary cap, I leaving the salary that. cap on. You know yeah. you're a nerd if you're like, doing that, and I absolutely up, did it. Yeah, I saw a little big league. I would do that in MLB The Show. Or not MLB The Show. The greatest game of all time was uh, MVP 2005 with Manny Ramirez on the cover. Greatest video game soundtrack ever as well. But uh, 
yeah, I always wanted to build my own team, especially after seeing Little Big League, where his grandpa dies and leaves him the squad, the Minnesota Twins. He becomes the general manager. That's a great movie. You know what's crazy about fantasy football? Remember, like, growing up. So my first fantasy football league, I was in the fourth grade, and I'll never forget, I won the league. Not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. And we did it with my fantasy. My fantasy. We did it with my flag football team. Mm -hmm. And our coach actually ran the league. He was nice enough to run the league. Wasn't creepy. We all went to his house. Mm -hmm. And he kept score. Like, he would keep score. Like, Brett Favre, touchdown pass, six points. Barry Sanders, touchdown, six points. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's more advanced now. There's apps. There's ways to track. There's daily fantasy. It's crazy to even think that that's how it went. Think about that. And I'll never forget because I had Brett Favre and Barry Sanders on the same squad. On the same squad, I won it. But, like, remember... Remember, even up to like five, four years ago, running backs fly off the board early. Mm-hmm. Now that's changed, especially with PPR leagues. It's all about wide receivers. We were talking about that on the podcast today. Jamar Chase is going to fly off the board. Justin Jefferson's going to fly off the board. And then you do have running backs who catch a lot of balls, like Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler. But you know what I'm looking for this year? I'm going to, especially in my PPR leagues, I'm going wide receiver early, especially if I could get a Justin Jefferson. Even with the Vikings, probably going to be a down year for them, I would assume, yep. right? But he's yep. still going to catch 110 balls. If Devontae Adams is there, and the Raiders are going to be terrible, and I don't even know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback, I still know he's going to catch 100 balls because he did it with Brett Hundley a couple of years ago. But the guy that I would, I'm not staying away from, but I already know that if I get the number one overall pick, he's projected to go number one in most leagues, is Christian McCaffrey. And I was looking you'd, at this You'd today. be willing to take that risk? See, I wouldn't, but I'm, I'm looking at a lot of mocks right now and everybody's going McCaffrey. Yeah. Even in some PPR leagues, and you can make the case, obviously, receptions. Yes, that is true. And the only reason, you know, it, the only reason he's been a bust the last five seasons a couple times is because the injuries, right? Right. But other than that, RB3 won, RB1, RB1, RB5, and RB2 in points per game. The only thing that would concern me a little bit is Elijah Mitchell's actually healthy coming into training camp right now. Four regular season games where McCaffrey goes over to San Fran, Mitchell's active and actually healthy, and McCaffrey only averaged 15 touches per game, whereas when Elijah Mitchell's off the field, he gets 23.5 touches per game. So that's the only thing. You know how Shanahan likes to use his backs? You know, I think McCaffrey's going to have a monster season, but with his injury history, with everything they gave up, with their aspirations to win a Super Bowl, not just get back to the NFC Championship game, I would worry that they kind of minimize his workload, especially with Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? That's why I would rather go Eckler, even with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and all those wide receivers. Who's the other back? So I would rather go Austin Eckler because he's going to give you 70 receptions. He's going to give you the touchdowns, and he's pissed off and he's playing for a contract. We thought they were going to move him. He's back. So I would rather look at him than Christian McCaffrey, as crazy as that sounds. I just, I mean, we talked about this a little last night, right? The way the running back market looks in general. We looked at some of the props market for these running backs and, like, the guys that you actually trust. Yeah, McCaffrey can do both, but you do worry. Like, he's not going to necessarily just be a feature back for them. But you do kind of balance it out with the fact that he can go out and catch balls out of the backfield. Going to be used as a receiver a lot. But first off, I only do PPR leagues. I can't do a standard league. It's same, awful. Same. I mean, it's just awful. I, I don't I want to slander anybody that does standard. But no, yeah. I'll do it. It's awful. And I've had friends that do those leagues, and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, it's just, and I've tried it, and I'm like, this is just awful. Like, you, you, you just, first off, it just makes it that much harder. Receivers are so much less valuable than that. But nowadays, everybody drafts receivers with their first. Like, for me, it's always receiver, receiver, my first two picks. Every single time yeah. in a PPR league. Yeah, that's it's what you got to do. It's the best way to go. Now, if you're looking at running backs, all right, let's say Christian McCaffrey's off the board, Austin Eckler's off the board for you. 
How far down do you go before, like, do you wait till your third pick before you start taking a running back? We're talking about Jonathan Taylor, who I actually think is going to have a really good year this year because another person, contract Same. year, wants to get paid. And and with a rookie quarterback, most likely an Anthony Richardson starting, that's somebody that you look at and say, could get a lot of carries, could get a big opportunity. You know, rookie head coach, you look back and say two years ago, this guy led the league in rushing, 1,800 yards rushing. Give him the ball, that's the smart thing to do, and that's going to help their offense. So I'd look at Jonathan Taylor, but it wouldn't be till after I drafted probably two running, two receivers at that point. I mean, even Nick Chubb, Bijan, I mean, Bijan catch some out of the backfield, but like, it's just... You're not getting that after Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. You're, you're, the numbers are dropping for a lot of these top these top running backs here as pass catchers out of the backfield to where, yeah, the running back situation has been downgraded in the NFL, watered down. And it's yeah. the same thing in fantasy now. Yeah, I completely agree, man. That's why I'm looking at guys like not only that aren't sharing a backfield. Everybody's pretty much sharing a backfield in today's NFL. But I'm looking at guys that catch balls out of the backfield. That's like a great point about Jonathan Taylor. It wasn't just the ankle injury. It's he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Mm -hmm. uh, you look at some of these other guys. Nick Chubb's going to have a monster year. He could yep. win Offensive Player of the Year. But he's not going to catch 50, 60 yep. passes. You know what I'm saying? So in a PPR league, I don't really want him. A guy I would look at, Tony Pollard. You know, Zeke's gone now. He's going to catch balls out of the backfield. He had 12 touchdowns last season. And think about this. Only three of those came inside the 10-yard line. So now he's the goal line back as well. Yeah. So he could score if he stays healthy. Are you healthy. concerned at all about the injury, that, though? That's the only thing yeah. that concerns me with him. Because he could score 18 to 20 touchdowns, man. Now with him getting the red zone mm -hmm. touches. And Zeke mm -hmm. not being there to steal those goal line touches anymore. And then the other guy is Saquon. But is Saquon going to show up? He played a full season for the first time <laughs> since his rookie year. He wants to get paid. But he was a monster last season. He led all running backs in rate of snaps. He played 75% of the snaps. So that's the kind of guy that I want because he's going to be on the field. He's not sharing the backfield. I don't like any of the backups. He catches balls. He's the whole offense. So... They have to get a deal done with Saquon. I think too, they will. Dead, deadlines create results, you know, and I think they'll figure it out. Like running backs in the NFL, I hate to say this, we've been talking about them all week. It's been the theme of the show. They're plug and play, especially if you have a good offensive line. Yep. I love Nick Chubb, but the reason I love Nick Chubb this season so much is because the Browns have the best offensive line in all of football. Mm -hmm. It's different in college football. Like I love Texas this year, but replacing Bijan is insane. Or replacing a guy like Deuce Vaughn. Like that's why I don't know what to do with Kansas State this year because he was like eighty percent of their offense. Right. And college backs are a lot different than in the pros. And uh, oh, much more valuable in college. But that's why you know you look at the board, like down the board. I'm gonna go receiver, 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 and then later on, if a Travis Etienne's there, I'll take him. I mean, if you're looking at fantasy rankings, though, Justin Jefferson's the number one overall ranked player. And then it's Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor's in there at four, Austin Eckler's five. And then Cooper Cup at six. I, I think Cooper Cup, I'd be a little concerned. I wouldn't use my first pick on him. So, you know what's funny? We talked with a couple analysts this week uh, for our Packer podcast, and those will be dropping this week. And we talked a lot of fantasy football because I'm so sick of talking about the Packers, to be quite honest with you. And everybody said the same thing. Draft Cooper Cup. Even nobody's worried about the injury. You know, everybody brings up, obviously, the player that he was pre-injury, the numbers that he was putting up. And nobody thinks he's going to skip a beat. I don't know. I'm with you, though, man. I mean, misses the final eight games last season again with an ankle injury. Oh, man. But he does get the targets. Second even last year, even with that injury, had 93 targets, 72 receptions, and was fourth in receiving yards. I know. But, the, yeah, the only thing that scares me is he's on a bad team. Is Stafford going to be healthy? If Stafford goes down, who's throwing him the ball? John Wolford?